Well, Razorback fans, we have finally made it. It is game day eve here for the Razorback football team. So let's dive into our predictions, our previews, our thoughts, and our processes, and our hopes for what to expect out of week one with Arkansas and Cincinnati here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. It has Bet Online as you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Head over to Bet Online where the game starts. Folks, it's Friday. How exciting! It's the game day eve, and I know that so many of you have just been chomping at the bit about Razorback football and how it's finally arrived and it's here and uh, enough talking, enough about the whole like what if, what's the situation, how good can they be? All of that nonsense is going to be officially coming to an end for the Razorbacks as we finally get to actually see games. And next week is going to be all about reacting to that game and previewing the next one, and it's just going to be back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's just the way it needs to be because it's so much more fun to actually talk about stuff we see instead of stuff we think about. So since it's Friday, I figured that I would dive into a few things and, and, and some predictions and whatnot and, and kind of get into some specifics because I think everybody kind of does this. Like they say of like who they think is going to do what in the, in the game and, and everything. So what I'm going to do, or at least what I'm going to use this podcast for, and I may do this most Fridays, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through my defensive predictions and defensive MVP, my offensive predictions and MVP, and then kind of just the overall game and vibe and the final score predictions for Arkansas. So I'm just going to make it pretty basic, but also uh, at least pretty intriguing to me at least, and things that I'm sure I'm going to be 100% wrong on but it's still pretty fun to at least talk about the, the possibilities of what some of this could end up being. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into our official predictions for Arkansas and Cincinnati this upcoming weekend on Saturday in Fayetteville. We'll start with the defense. You know, the defense is without a doubt the bit and has been the most intriguing part of this team with the mystery, with the uncertainty, but also with the promise. The promising part of it has been that the fact that this defense was really good last year and was some a defense that had kept this team in the games and kept this team uh, from, you know, the bending, not break type of thing, which we know that there were some games where Arkansas gave up a lot, like Ole Miss and Alabama last year. The defense gave up a whole lot of points and a whole lot of yards. But for the most part, all the other games, Arkansas played extremely well in defensively. And so now you lost your entire defensive line. You've lost two of your key linebackers from last year. You lost a few of your defensive backs to the transfer portal. You have a lot of uncertainty there. But the thing that I have always felt very strongly about and how why Arkansas will be able to, to do a really good job this season is because, one, you have Barry Odom. And I believe Barry Odom is one of the finest, if not the finest, defensive coordinator in the country. He has proven it time and time again. And this is not anything as far as an insult goes for Arkansas and the talent that they had last year. But if he's able to do what he does with Arkansas's defense, which doesn't really have a whole lot of 
elite first round level talent. That just shows you how good he truly is. And as long as you have him at the helm and as long as you have him calling the defense and, and scheming up things, especially in this conference, you're always going to be extremely competitive. You may not be always the greatest defense, but you're going to be extremely competitive. So think of it from that perspective. You start there and then you go on to what you're going to look like at each individual unit, whether it's your D line, your linebacker, and then your secondary. Now, luckily for you, in the secondary, you have an All-American in Jalen Catalan that's returning this year. He could have moved on. He went. He was hurt all last year, but he comes back. He's going to be a part of your team. Luckily, you have him. That's huge, not only for the defensive backs, but the whole defense in general. And you also have bumper pullback at the linebacker position, which without a doubt, it's huge because you know how good he is, how talented he is, and he's got plenty of experience in the SEC and he's going to be the one that got want to be the guy that ends up taking on that new uh, record for most tackles in a career by a Razorback, which will happen this year. And then on the defensive line, you don't have one particular player that you look on and that you're really saying that this is going to be next level. But what you do have is you have a whole lot of veterans. You have a whole lot of guys that have been around a while, been around the program a while, have developed, have gotten ready. Like you got experience there. It may not be the high-level first-round experience, but you got experience nonetheless. And also, you got a new defensive line coach in Deke Adams, who's been around the SEC a long time, who is better than, I think, of the previous guy and of the previous regime on the, on the defensive line. And then you have also, to add into those mixes, you have a transfer in Drew Sanders, who is a five-star player coming out of high school and started at Alabama a lot last year. He's one of your linebackers. You have Dwight McLaughlin, a guy that played at LSU a lot last year. He's back, and he's coming in to play cornerback for Arkansas. You got a Miles Slusher, experienced guy who's moved to the nickel position. You got old Hudson Clark, the no-fly zone of Hutt Island. He's back. You have uh, Latavius Bishop. Uh, is that his name? Ladarius Bishop. I don't know what I was trying to say. Latarius Bishop. You have him back, too, at the cornerback position who played a lot last year. So your secondary is plenty of experience. You added a much more talented linebacker uh, to go alongside bumper pool than what you had last year. It's really going to come down to defensive line and what they're going to look like overall. How well are they going to be able to not only be able to stop the run, but especially get after the passer? Like You have to have that if you want to be successful in this league. We all know that. Do you have it, though? Are you capable of it? Do you have it all put together for those guys to take that next step and be those guys? I don't know. I don't know. But honestly, I do like the group that's been formed. I do like Barry Odom as a defensive coordinator. And I do like this matchup against Cincinnati because going up against Cincinnati, you know that they are going to be a team with plenty of experienced guys too, with a really good coaching staff. They did lose their quarterback. They lost one of their, in fact, lost a couple of their best wide receivers. Uh, they have a lot to replace, especially at the skill position, but they do have a really experienced offensive line and a bunch of starters from returning from last year. So that's going to be key. But here's where I think it really plays in Arkansas's hand. Cause if you hear, if you hear me say that you say, well, wait a minute. How in the world is Arkansas's defensive line, which may be their weakness, going to go up against an experienced quality offensive line in Cincinnati and expect good results? Here's how. I believe Arkansas may not be able to get to the quarterback effectively. I hope I'm wrong, but they may not be able to get to the quarterback effectively through the defensive line. But what they can do is that they can really rattle a new quarterback because we don't know who the starter is going to be just yet for Cincinnati. But whoever it is, they haven't been in an atmosphere like this, and they haven't started in a game like this and going up against a team like Arkansas. I think it's going to be blood in the water for the Razorbacks. 
I think that they're going to see this new quarterback with the energy, with the atmosphere, with the stadium being loud, and it's going to cause some problems for the new quarterback. So when it causes problems for him, he's going to start thinking of things. He's overthinking things and start trying to do things that maybe he hasn't seen before against a Barry Odom-type defense that they're going to be coming at him. They're going to be bringing it, putting a lot of pressure on him. So even if the offensive line is doing a good job of blocking for him up front, he's still got to make the decision of going up against these secondary guys and getting it to the players that he's supposed to get it to, throwing good passes. Because the one thing that we know with the Barry Odom defense, too, is that they're ball hawkers. They are a, a really good defense when it comes to causing turnovers and getting guys, whether it's tip drills or fumbles, strips, whatever it is, they do a really good job of causing those turnovers. And so if Arkansas can find a way to get those guys into position to where they start turning the ball over, uh, they start making those mental mistakes, they let the atmosphere get to them, and the pressure especially will get to them, I think they'll fold like a cheap suit. I don't think that they have the wide receivers to match up against the secondary guys. I don't think that they have the running backs that are going to be able to match up with the front of Arkansas. Again, I think the offensive line will do good for Cincinnati, but I think Barry Odom understands that, and he's going to dial up some schemes to be able to overcome that as well. So I think Arkansas's defense is really going to shut down Cincinnati, so much so that I think that it'll almost be setting the tone early where Cincinnati, if they score more than 20 points in this game, I will be shocked. And honestly, the MVP for this game, I believe, on the defensive side of the ball will be Jalen Catalan. I said this in the podcast the other day. I want him to have that coming out party. I want him to have that type of game where, you know, all that happened last year where he wasn't a part of the defense and he wasn't feeling 100% healthy. I want him to come out and say, everybody shut up. Let me do this. I'm going to take care of business. I see. I want to see him get interceptions. I think he's going to go out there and hit some dudes in, in the head. I think his coverage is going to be great. And most importantly, his leadership is going to be there. So I think for tomorrow's game, you're going to see Jalen Catalan after the end of the game be like, man, did we miss that guy last year? And aren't we glad that he came back? I think the defense is going to do a really good job. We'll talk about the offense here in just a second. But first, folks, I got to tell you, it's never okay to drive stone. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high and you get a DUI. It's never okay. You have to remember that. So hopefully you're not one of those people that think it's okay to drive stone. What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit, right? It's no big deal, right? Well, wrong. The truth is that your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You're not only going to put yourself in danger, but everyone else around you. Talk about a buzzkill, which it would end up being. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive it different. Get high, and or if you get high and drive, you will get a DUI. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into uh, the offensive side of things for the Locked On Razorbacks podcast and uh, what I expect to see out of them against Cincinnati. Now, we talked about the defense and the mystery behind them all, which there's no doubt that there is a mystery. Like, there is uh, some things that I'm not totally sure about, not totally for or against, whatever it may be. Like, I, I still have a lot of concerns. But the, here's the thing about this offense, and, and the more I've, I've seen them from fall camp, the more I've heard from them in fall camp, the more I've seen – Time and time again, the the development, uh, the guys that have stood out, all of those things put together, I believe that this team has what it takes offensively to be even better than what they were last year and not only be better overall, but come out of the gate swinging 
with this offense. Kendall Bryles, I mentioned Barry Odom being a great, great defensive coordinator. Kendall Bryles is one of the best offensive coordinators in the country, too. As long as you have him behind, uh, up in the booth, wherever, calling plays, getting things done, dialing things up, you're going to be in great shape. You're always going to be good. He returns K.J. Jefferson at the quarterback position, which we know that they have not had a lot of opportunities to take another quarterback and start him not only one year, but the next year. Like Kendall Bryles, this is the first time he's ever going to have it as a coordinator to have two straight years with the same quarterback. But you think about Arkansas, like last year was a new quarterback with KJ. The year before that was a new quarterback with Felipe Franks. Chad Morris went through about 18 different quarterbacks in two years, the two years before that. Before that, you had Austin Allen, but he got hurt early in the season, wasn't 100%. Before that, you had Brandon Allen for, I guess, three years. But you haven't had really a whole lot of consistency with the quarterback position, and now you do. You have continuity with KJ Jefferson. And not only do you have that continuity, but I think you're a better team off for it after a year of development, after a year of confidence building, and after a year of being QB1 and understanding and, and playing in hostile environments and against really great teams last year. This dude's ready. KJ Jefferson is ready to take it to that next step, to take it to that next level to where to where not only will Arkansas be a team that offensively will be really effective, but he'll be a guy that when the game's on the line and you need to play, he's going to make it, whether it's with his legs, whether it's with its arm. No matter what it is, he's going to find a way to make plays. And so I think that this year for him is going to be huge. He's really going to show why he's one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC, if not the country. So you have him. It starts with him. And then you got the offensive line in front of you. Four of your five returning offensive linemen from last year. You had the number one rushing attack in college football in the Power Five. You had one of the highest grades of an offensive line, and you return all the guys. There's one thing that I will guarantee you about this year. You ain't going to have problems up front on offense. You just It ain't going to happen. Not under Sam Pittman and not under Cody Kennedy, not under these guys' watches. So you're going to have a, a great, straight, strong offensive line in front of you that's going to move people and, and is really going to take it to that next level. And then a running back, assuming when Dominic Johnson gets healthy, which hopefully that'll be sooner rather than later, uh, you still have him, who's a great running back. Don, uh, Rocket Sanders, I man, he's going to be awesome to see this year. I really expect big things out of him. You got AJ Green. And of course, you have KJ at the rushing attack to be able to take it to that next level. Tied in, I think you'll even be better. I know Blake Kern was a good guy last year, but I expect Trey Knox to really show his ability. He's been in the weight room. He's been getting bigger. He's been getting into that mentality of a tight end. And I think that alone is going to just make him fit right into that role. And he's probably going to surprise some people, honestly, when it's all said and done. As far as at the end of the year, this is his final year. It's his last hurrah. And who knows, maybe he'll have a chance at the NFL, but I think he'll step at the tight end. And I've said this before about the wide receiver position. The wide receivers might be even better overall. I love, I love the Matt Landers, Keetron Jackson, Jaden Hazelwood, Warren Thompson, all combination. Those are going to be some of the best friends that KJ Jefferson can have. And I think that it's going to wow people of saying, wow, not only is it just like one or two guys, you got four guys that, are going to be able to cause some problems for the secondary for Arkansas and for the other teams that are playing Arkansas. And so all that stuff mattering uh, coming in together, and then you're going up against Cincinnati. Cincinnati returns a few pieces from that defense last year. But the thing is, is their defense was so good last season, right? Like they like they did. They had a first-round pick, a top-five pick, and Sauce Gardner at the cornerback position. Uh, they were really solid up front. But they lost a few players, about half of them. Okay, great. But what is the thing that last year they struggled against when they went up against Alabama? Alabama ran the ball down their throat 
time and time and time and time and time and time again. That was when Cincinnati had their best defense. And Alabama, of course, it's Alabama, but they just had their way with Cincinnati in the biggest moment in the biggest game. I have a hard time believing that knowing that Arkansas has a rushing attack as good as what it is, number one in all of Power Five, I have a hard time believing that they're going to go out there and not pound the ball effectively time and time again against Cincinnati. I just don't see it. They're a KJ, Rocket, it doesn't matter whoever's running the ball, that offensive line is going to open up some holes and they're just going to stuff it down Cincinnati's throat. And I think that's going to open up the passing game, especially to hit some guys up top. Like all those things put together, I just feel like it's a bad recipe for Cincinnati. You got to go out and execute. You got to go out and do your thing. Like we all know that. But I just think overall, it's a bad recipe for Cincinnati. And I think honestly, the MVP for the offense uh, tomorrow, it's the easy bet is KJ Jefferson. Give me Rocket Sanders. I think Rocket is going to go out there and rush for 130 yards. I think that they're going to really hand him the rock and he's going to showcase his ability and he's going to run right down Cincinnati and they're not going to have an answer for him. So I think Rocket Sanders ends up being the offensive MVP for Arkansas tomorrow. We talk about our final predictions here in just a second, but first, attention to all you cleaning and food service professionals. Brady Industries has been pioneering the way of products and solutions and how they're delivered to you, the cleaning service community, since 1947. Brady is new to the Arkansas community as of 2019, but the company has decades of experience serving more than 25,000 customers all over the country. There's one guy you need to call who can take care of all your food service and janitorial needs. His name is Aaron Smith. Great guy, great Razor Rec fan, and great friend of mine. From cleaning, cleaning chemicals to food service and amenity products, Aaron at Brady Industries has what you need. Aaron takes pride in providing exceptional value and service to his customers and offers expertise and innovative solutions to meet even the highest of challenges. So call Aaron, and he'll help you get the best value for your facility and for your food service budget. You can call Aaron Smith at Brady Industries, 501-424-8837, or you can visit supplies.bradyindustries.com to browse all that they have to offer, but honestly, it'd just be easier to call Aaron. And the best thing about it is if you call Aaron and tell him that you heard him me talk about it here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, He'll give you 15% off because he's just that nice of a guy and he's that great of a Razorback fan and that great of a dude. 15% off, you just mentioned to him that you heard Brady Industries right here on Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Just give him a call today, 501-424-8837. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so final segment and final predictions on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I, I won't move through it too much because it's it's pretty basic. You heard me talk about the off defense, talk about the offense all put together. Here's what I think happens. I believe Arkansas comes out and really makes a statement in a major way against Cincinnati. I believe that not only will Arkansas win this game, but they'll win it in a way that completely and totally dominates the game from beginning to end. And everybody sees that. I think that this is going to be something to where Arkansas puts the foot on the gas from the very get-go and doesn't let off of it and ends up completely and totally dominating the line of scrimmage, especially offensively. I think the defense ends up really showing off some of the new guys that they have coming in. I think they hold their own. 
but I think it's going to be a high-scoring game from the offense. I really do. I'm talking about 400-plus yards rushing type of game. They're capable of it. I think they will do it. I think Arkansas is just going to have their way with Cincinnati. So if you want me to give a final score prediction, I think I know I went through a little bit of a basic one, schedule by schedule or game by game on the schedule. But if you want to know what I think, I believe Arkansas wins this game by a final score of 49 to 20. Arkansas takes care of business, scores a ton of points, and gets out of there with a victory and a really solid start for the Razorbacks to kick off the 2022 season. They end up moving into the top 20 after that, and they got to get ready for a really good South Carolina team next week. But they start off in the best of ways, in the best type of atmosphere you could ever see at Razorback Stadium. They beat Cincinnati 49-20, to and they start the season 1-0. and Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you.